Ciao, and welcome to Life in Luca with Andrea. In this episode, I meet the infectiously enthusiastic Paola Moschini. When I asked Paola to send me some background information before the interview, this is what she wrote. These are five things you should know before hiring me as your tour guide. I love coffee, pizza and gelato. I would never say no to a stop in a bar or an ice cream place. So, in the meantime, I can tell you why St Michael's Church has dragons, mermaids and more on its facade. I can speak fluently in Italian and English. I like to start my day running on Luca City walls or with a good balancing yoga session. Maybe we can do a running tour together. When I have some free time, you can find me in a bookstore. People say I always smile. My goal is to see you smiling and laughing during the whole tour. I couldn't have summed Paola up any better myself. I have known Paola for around eight years. She is one of the loveliest people I know. And what she doesn't know about Luca, you could write on the back of a postage stamp. Here's the episode. Paola, ciao and welcome to Life in Luca with Andrea. Ciao, Andrea. Uh, Paula, thank you so much for agreeing to do this podcast interview. I am beyond excited. And I was trying to remember when we first met. And I think it was around about eight years ago. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Where's the time gone? And I think, although I'd visited Luca before, it was sort of for the day. And this was my first time actually renting an apartment in Luca. And you were my meet and greet yeah. So yeah. you you very kindly, because my flight came in late, Yeah. you recommended somebody to collect me from the airport and to bring me to the apartment. To the apartment. Yeah. yeah, and we'd never met, so I didn't know who I was meeting. I wasn't exactly sure where I was going. But um, you were so warm and welcoming. And I just think our friendship has grown since then. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I remember that it's uh, that night, that evening. It was a cool summer evening. And I'm always uh, a little bit afraid when people are traveling solo, uh, especially, you know, if it's their first time and they have to get orientated uh, to find a way around. So I always suggest to, you know, have uh, someone to pick you up and then uh, it will run things smoothly. And then uh, I remember that apartment, which was small in nearby San Francisco, that it's uh, one of my favorite places in Luca because it's a very quiet area and very local area as well. But at the same time, it's very close to the center of the city. Yeah, and then I don't know how you know things uh, switch uh, and uh, somehow, and we kept in contact. Uh, I think we there was no WhatsApp at the time. We probably just messages. So <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. But sometimes you just hit it off with each yeah. other, don't you? But I was amazed at the. Um, your knowledge. I mean, I think I've said to you before what you don't know about Luca. You can put, you can write on the back of a postage stamp. No, 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 no. There's still so many things that I don't know about Luca. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I disagree with you. There. I disagree with you there. I disagree with you there. So that leads me on to my first question, and it would be good to have a chat about your relationship with Luca. Mm-hmm. So, have you always lived in Luca? No, uh, I've. I haven't always lived in Lucca. I'm from uh, a village that it's about 25 kilometers, about half an hour from Lucca, and it's called the Bagni di Lucca, so the bath uh, of Lucca, because there are uh, the wear and they are still not maybe properly functioning, but they are thermal baths. So, but anyway, it's uh, a place where there's a great uh, uh, natural hot thermal water. And so I spent most of my childhood there and I started to come uh, every day to Luca commuting uh, for high school. Uh, so by bus uh, every day back and forth. And then uh, university in Pisa, uh, again by train or maybe I lived there for a little bit. 
And uh, then I've lived three years in England. And when I got back, uh, I thought uh, that Luca could be a good compromise uh, for many reasons, uh, because uh, it's a city that, in my opinion, has the perfect size for, you know, a human life. And uh, it works even, you know, and for my partner that he didn't really want to live in a big city. And at the same time for me, I didn't want to live in a village because I like where, you know, things are happening, where there are events, where there are things to do. Maybe I don't participate, but just the idea that if I go out, I can find things to do. So it's what I like. And then, so now it's about, uh, yeah, almost 10 years that I've been living in Lucca. Wow, yeah. so, oh, so you're fully established. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but I'm not a proper, like, 100% Lucchese, you know, from <laughs> inside the walls, even because uh, I was born in Chile and uh, my mom is from Sardinia. So that's why I'm a little bit dark skin and dark color head. And then also, and instead, my, my dad is from Lucca, from a, a village again nearby. I mean, from Bani di Lucca. So I'm a little mix. <laughs> it's really interesting that you said that you sort of lived your childhood in Bani di Lucca because when I first started coming to this area, mm-hmm. I was actually staying in Bani di Lucca and then visiting. Luca. Yeah. It was the other way around, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I mean, it's funny, it's only yesterday I was actually in Banya de Luca. It's so accessible to get from Luca to other places. And I tend to put my bike on the train yeah. at Luca. It's like you say, 25, 30 minutes to yeah. Banya de Luca. And then you, you've got your bike and you can cycle, can't you? Yeah, 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 you can. You've got to be maybe just to be a little bit brave yes. <laughs> for the road and traffic. But I think it's something, if you're a little bit fit, you can definitely do it. So to, you know, put your bike on the train. And because when uh, you get a train from Lucca to Bagni di Lucca, you get to, you arrive in a village where there's not really much to see and you're not in the main center of Bagni di Lucca. Bagni di Lucca, it's a concept so it's hard to describe because it's very spread out I think uh, that it's one of the most extended communes or municipality in Italy because it includes about 20-21 villages some of them are more on like on the plain on the flatland and some of them instead are high up on the mountains uh, about 800 meters so we got almost like a completely different climate but, but I think it's important that we that we stress that um, although this podcast is about Luca, there's the historical centre where we are now, which is the yeah. city. And then you've got the immediate vicinity around. So mm-hmm. you've got San Filippo, San Concordio, yeah. and, you know, the, the, the other uh, immediate areas. But Luca itself as a province spreads yeah. quite far. Yeah. And yeah. de Luca it's is part in... of the province. It's uh, an area that we call it the Media Valley, so the Middle Valley, because it's not really countryside. Uh, it's in an intermediate, I think, uh, uh, passage because it's not countryside, but it's not even yet really mountain. Uh, so it's a valley in between. It exactly. Is. It is. It is. So I think we've touched it a little bit, but how do you think your life uh, in Luca? differs from in Banya de Luca. Uh, as I was saying, I like I think I've always been more like a city girl. So even when I was a child, I remember anyway, a teenager that I felt really good where I, when I could jump on the train and go to Florence. Uh, even, uh, you know, I like the idea of the city, the atmosphere, uh, for many reasons, like, you know, museum and churches or just to see so many people. Uh, And when things also maybe, I don't think I'm lazy, but I think that I like, you know, as I said, to find things available. Mm -hmm. When you live in a village, uh, you get to be like far from things so your timings and how you plan the day maybe if you want to go to the cinema you've got to consider to maybe drive your car for like half an hour you can't really decide on the spot or tonight I want to go to the movie Mm -hmm. because maybe uh, and then at the same times these villages are not all the time very well served by public transport Mm -hmm. so till you haven't got a car or you 
you're not, I mean, you don't have a license to drive. It's not so easy to move around from the villages. Instead, if you live in a city, everything, you know, it's there. Uh, and look, as I was saying, it's so small that you can reach everything by bike or walking. Mm. So, or, I mean, there are like city buses, but it's uh, sometimes so easier by bike or walking. And that's <laughs> Because, I mean, there's bikes everywhere in Luca, yeah. aren't there? Yeah. There's so many bike shops, you can rent bikes. You can rent bikes, you can buy second-hand bikes uh, they can be very fancy with baskets uh, and flowers or they can just be you know very uh, simple bikes uh, but I think it helps because everything is flat in the city and then uh, you can you've got to get used to squeeze uh, you know around people so because there's most of the time especially in the city center there's not a bike lane a dedicated path so you know, we learn to get around people and I can see sometimes tourists that they get scared. Yeah. <laughs> just stay still, I go around exactly. you, so don't move, just exactly. do I'll, I'll find a way. You can tell the people that do, that do spend time here, can't you? Yeah. When they see a bike, they do just stand still, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People that don't spend much time here, they're trying to move, it's like a dance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead, yeah. just keep moving, I'll go around you, so don't... Yeah. For somebody that hasn't visited Luca. And they think of it as a city. My impression of it is it's sort of, it's a small city. So I'd, correct me if I'm wrong, I was, I think I was once told it was about a kilometre across. Yeah, it probably is because yeah. it takes, I think, from one side, like from south to north, about like 20 minutes walking. Yeah. So 15, 20 minutes walking. Yeah, so, so it's so about it's, across a kilometre. So it's yeah. a small city. It's a small city, yeah. And then I think uh, because there are still these intact walls, uh, uh, it you really get the idea of what you to be and it is still now so the center of the city the old part of the city and then what's the new uh, so uh, we live I mean most of the things happen in uh, the historical center yes. so outside the walls uh, it's mainly residential uh, mm. and I mean it got everything you need but if you maybe you know the fancy restaurants uh, or anyway a big choice of places where you can go for aperitif or for bar and so on are within the walls yeah yeah so for me it's really hard sometimes to keep track of all of them mm-hmm. because they keep changing they keep opening they keep maybe you know changing chef so you want to go back to try the new cuisine yes. uh, so yeah yeah I've always been impressed by the number of places of restaurants that there are in the mm-hmm. city yeah well, that moves me nicely on to my next set of questions, which is how easy do you think it is to live in Lucas? So we've touched a little bit on the transport. Yeah, I think it's uh, easy once you get your orientation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and probably you get to, you need to learn all the name of churches and uh, some name of streets and then saints, because everything is named after a saint. <laughs> <laughs> this is our like you know our reference points uh, as, as you were saying the districts that uh, they are just outside the walls they are called with saints names yeah. San Filippo, San Vito, yeah. uh, Santana so uh, we this it's part of the history again of the city because the church was the center of everything the church uh, you know and people gathered around the church so that's why we called district with these names and uh, then I think it's easy because everything, as I was saying, it's very, uh, you know, in a short distance. And at the same time, a uh, few steps away from the center, there's the train station that you could go, you know, by train everywhere in Italy. Mm-hmm. So I hope the line to Florence will be improved finally yes. Uh, because yes it's true that it's close but at the same time it could be faster <laughs> it's uh, you know uh, weird that maybe to go from Florence to Milan it takes you two hours and, and then Florence to Luca almost again it's two hours yeah, yeah. I, know, I know if you get this very slow train that yes. stops everywhere <laughs> yeah you just have to you have to really look at it and see the length yeah. of time and know which train you're going to get because some people People like to stop at each station yeah. because they like to, they're curious. 
you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you haven't got any, you know, stress about being in a place at a certain time uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you can even take the slow train, there's no problem. But as, less, as long as you know it, that, you know, uh, if you stop in the middle of nowhere and there are these tiny villages where nobody gets on the train or gets yeah. off the train and you think, why do we stop here? So yeah. are we waiting? That's true. That's true. That's true. So um, another thing about um, how easy it is to live in Luca, you mentioned before about school and college, and I just wondered how the education system works here. So is there a natural progression of like elementary school? And then- yeah, yeah, there's a natural progression. Uh, and most of the schools are within the walls, but the one I attended, for example, my high school, it's in Santana, so it's just outside the walls. And uh, Luca doesn't have a college, so for that uh, you've got to, students go to Pisa if they want to be you know close to their mom (laughs) (laughs) or anyway so it's easy some of them they drive some of them they just take the train you don't necessarily need to live in Pisa Mm -hmm. Uh, then it depends also what departments you attend because maybe you've got the lectures uh, you know concentrated in three days or so uh, but instead, Florence, some of the students, they move to Florence because, as we were saying, so the transport, maybe, you know, if you've got to come back and forth every day, it can be, you know, very stressful or long and boring to spend mm-hmm. all the time on the train like this. And uh, anyway, uh, it's mainly public school in the city. Oh, I've noticed in the last couple of years uh, it's uh, that we've got new bilingual school, which I wish uh, there were many years ago. Uh, so especially primary school or kids, you know, garden. Uh, I've seen that they opened. Those are private. So, but anyway, they can learn both Italian and English. Yeah. I, I do know there are quite a few um, um, non-Italians that have um, actually moved yeah. They move to Luca and they've got young children. They yeah. go to the Bible yeah. school. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 exactly. So I think because in the last few years we had this uh, community that grew and grew of expats or, you know, so they were asking uh, for a bilingual school mm. and uh, someone, uh, you know, had the smart idea to open mm. it. So, so yeah, yeah. that's a... I think two or three. Mm. Mm. Well, we've already touched on the fact that you were sort of, um, you were born in Chile and that yeah. you lived your childhood in Luca, but your English is absolutely excellent. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I think that in Italy too, you know, most of us can speak a little bit of English uh, because we start to study English when we are in yeah, almost even kindergarten and maybe just as a game. I was lucky because uh, even at the beginning in uh, elementary school, I had a mother tongue teacher, uh-huh. which at that time was a something, you know, <laughs> very unusual, uh, very unique uh, because it, there were I mean, there were not so many English people living uh, in Italy at that time. But then even I've I don't know, I've always been lucky to have good teachers uh, all my, you know, career in school. (laughs) Well, I've noticed that when when I speak to um, people that live in Luca, Italian people, most of them have got at least a basic standard of English, but if not a very good, and everybody that you speak to says, oh no, my English is very good. (laughs) And it really, honestly, I mean, it, it is. I mean, I speak a little Italian, but I mean, it's, and I can I can get by, but you know I'm, yeah, I'm very yeah, yeah. very impressed. No, I think probably we are a little bit ashamed because uh, when we grow up, all our parents, maybe all the generation, they were like, "You've got to learn English. You got to speak English because it will open all the door. You yeah. can do whatever you want in life. Uh, any job with English is required." So maybe then when you are a student, when you are you know a teenager, you are lazy, and then you realize when you are an adult so that you need English, uh, that if you could speak English, uh, maybe, you know, you could have a better job. And then uh, you say, no, I don't speak English so much. <laughs> so so would, would you think that, you, you sorry, you've just said that, you know, like you, you had your formal primary school English yeah. study, but then 
Does it carry on into your second Yes, I ah. c- carried on also in middle school. In middle school, uh, I chose, uh, because I was, you know, keen on languages, so I chose uh, with my parents uh, uh, the middle school, which had both French and uh, English. Mm. And then I kept uh, following, let's say, this language uh, track uh, even in uh, high school. So, and then even university a little mm. bit. So. so would you say that people visiting um, Luca, if they just had the basics, politeness, you know, sort of hello, yeah, please, think, thank yeah. you, the, the, you know, they the, the can mainly get by. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mm. think so. I, I mean, we like when people, you know, make an effort mm. to uh, say a few words uh, in Italian. Uh, and sometimes because they make us, it's, you know, funny <laughs> to hear the pronunciation or anyway, what you're trying to say. Uh, you'll maybe uh, see that immediately people will speak to you in English. Uh, and I know that for someone that want to learn Italian, you get, no, I want to speak Italian. <laughs> but, yeah, but it, it's, I think, in our, inside ourselves, because we want to welcome people. Uh, it's not that we think, oh, you speak bad Italian. Uh, it's because we want to help you. It's yes. not, uh, you know, to come forward uh, and to meet halfway, let's say. Yeah, well, I've noticed that. Luca is so welcoming, so welcoming to, to, to people from, from anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So I... I I hadn't thought of it like that, yeah. but now you said it, that, that really does fit, that really does fit. So we're talking about speaking, um, you know, when you're working and um, speaking English and Italian. So I know you have a job, but can you tell me a little bit about your work? So, yeah, my work, I've been a tour guide since uh, 2012, and uh, I started the uh, uh, first uh, few years uh, as a uh, tour leader. And then let's say that it's uh, the natural uh, career, uh, you know, the next step. To, uh, it's to become a tour guide because in Italy you've got to pass an exam and uh, take a license. So you can either do it, uh, this exam, you can prepare, prepare it on your own, so study by yourself, or most of the time what people do, it's they attend a course, so you learn things gradually, because there's really so many things to uh, learn, and one of the requirements, uh, it's that you speak at least the language, so you can't just be a guide in Italian, so you can choose the language, and uh, when I did the exam, so for example, uh, the oral test uh, was the one you could, you know, pass the exam or not. You could go on uh, with it. And yeah, I've been enjoying so being a tour guide because uh, it's um, something where, again, I can speak English and that was one of my priority. Uh, and uh, also, uh, I like to show people, you know, my city. And uh, I like a lot, uh, maybe sometimes I don't really go deep into many uh, dates and uh, uh, numbers and facts uh, because I like all really to just uh, uh, meet people in the way you know comparing what's my life in Luca what's their life what they had in mind about the city what they can find you know that they appreciate and maybe what they dislike uh, so or you know what they are their habits instead of my habits so or anyway yeah it's uh, I've been doing this job and uh, mainly it's a seasonal job so I work a lot uh, between uh, March till October and then I have sometimes off so when it's when I become a tourist and I like to be you know <laughs> showed around uh, wherever I go you know so you no know. that's good because I suppose you get an insight then don't yeah. you and it's nice that you haven't got the pressure then to yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, can yeah, just yeah. sit back and let something else Am I right in thinking that you're in the main, that you're a freelance independent tour guide? Yeah, exactly, exactly. In Italy, uh, tour guides are all freelance, uh, uh, wherever you go. So then uh, what happens is that maybe uh, a couple of or a group of bunch of tour guides, they get together and they open, they found an association or maybe 
more like a business, but otherwise people that they can just simply work, uh, you know, mm. as a freelance. So we've got to take care of many aspects. Uh, so from, you know, having a website, promoting and then find customers. Uh, so it's a lot. So, it, it, you know, and it's becoming, how can I say, more and more, you've got to engaged on too many on so many levels which mm. is not just the, you know open a book and study or mm. maybe be on the spot and tell people uh, about a church mm. because for example i think a good tour guide during their off time they invest a lot in education mm. which can be yeah learn a lot about i don't know a museum but at the same time it can be also how to communicate mm. so public speaking for example mm. so it's a job that I found fascinating because I can put together all, most of my interests mm. uh, because maybe I like a little bit of technology. I like to be again with people. I like to talk. And uh, so, for example, last winter, I did a little bit of an English course as well to learn maybe new uh, way to say things uh, about storytelling. So, you know, it's uh, not I think that sometimes uh, from an external point of view, people think that it's a boring job because we repeat the same things. Uh, instead, it's not. Uh, no. uh, because if you, again, if you are a good tour guide, you can understand uh, what people want to listen or, you know, what it's their level. So if they enjoy more art or if they enjoy just uh, maybe more legends, uh, for example. Uh, so, yeah. But well, that's the beauty of being an independent tour guide because people can contact you and say, I'm interested in. Yeah. And you can tailor make yeah. a tour for a length of time and to a particular place. A few years ago, you were doing that because I was trying to improve my Italian and you were doing a tour in one of the palazzos. Maybe, maybe. I know you do so many. I don't think <laughs> I don't know. But it was one of the palazzos. We went around there and that, that was absolutely wonderful. Yeah. But then I know also that you do sort of walking tours. Yeah. And so yeah. you show people, you know, um, different places, you know, the importance of the places and interesting places yeah. around the city. But then I felt really, really privileged because you were busy and I was busy and we hadn't had a chance to get together. Yeah. And I was yeah. here for about a month. And you just messaged me one morning and you said, do you want to, do you want to meet up this afternoon? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'd love to. I'm free this afternoon. That's great. And we just fi finally found a time we could coordinate. And you 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 got us two electric bikes. And I think... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think it was a boiling hot middle of August. So you, you, you got us two electric bikes. Oh, no, we went to Villa Reale. Villa Reale, yeah, the electric yeah, bikes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, and for the thing was, it was wonderful because because of our friendship, we could have spent that time together. But I had my very own personal tour <laughs> taking me around Villa Reale. I mean, how special and wonderful is that? I mean, it must have been about 32 degrees. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But even it happened the same this year when you just arrived and uh, to, you, you landed on the plane and I texted you, can you come? Do you want to come hiking with me? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So that was that was it. That was yeah. You just arrived, and from you didn't even unpack. Yeah. <laughs> and what that was that was it. That where did we go? We went hiking not far away from Villa Reale, so on the yes. hillside, on yeah. the countryside of Lucas. But those views they were stunning because you could see as you were walking. Um, it wasn't too. It wasn't a too difficult. No, it was a no, nice no. walk. As you were sort of very slowly going um, higher and higher, you were walking past the the, 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 the vineyards, vineyards, the olive groves, uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. when you got to the top, like I say, which wasn't too high, you could just see out all over the green and you could see all, all the city of Lucca. Yeah, yeah, and we're yeah. at, what, an hour and a half, something yeah, like that. It yeah. was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and I just feel... No, I don't usually do this with tourists. <laughs> I don't improvise so much. No. So I do this with you because I know you. I'm, 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 the, I'm the dummy runner. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if that translates the dummy run. I'm, I'm the test. No, yeah, you're like a guinea pig. <laughs> I'm the guinea pig. But I'm very, very privileged. I'll be your guinea pig anytime. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> you show me such amazing places, things that I would never even think of, you know. It's yeah, wonderful. because anyway, sometimes in my job, part of it, it's planning, but then you've got to test the tour with yeah. real people because maybe in my mind, you know, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, but then instead, people, maybe they're slower or they're not really interested or they can, I don't know, ride a bike to a certain distance and maybe they get tired. So, you know, you've got to adjust each time. You always uh, have to have a plan B. Well, I'd always say, because I cycle in the UK and I've always said I will never, ever, ever go on an electric bike. (laughs) But the weather, it was so hot. It was even though it was flat, there was no way in this two degrees. It, was it about 30 minutes? 40 yeah. minutes cycling? Yeah, because it's around. about 10 kilometers yeah. to the villa. Yeah. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, there, there's no shade because we no. cycled along the river. So, we yeah. did, and it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, but that was that was a really special, <laughs> special memory, very special memory. It needed to take lots of water, lots of water. When you do these tours and you do the tailor-made tours, do, do you get people, um, do they find you through your website? Yeah, most of them, they, tr- they try to, they, I mean, they contact me through my website. Or I have a couple of tours which are published on these, uh, how can I say, big booking platforms. Yeah. Uh, but I try to avoid those uh, because, you know, maybe they've got a high commission or I don't really maybe uh, like uh, their how they work maybe mm. because there are some good websites where they um, you know they make sure the guides have a license mm. or you know that they uh, speak good English for mm. example so they try to keep a good level instead some of them even if you're just uh, you know a nobody they publish uh, mm. what you do and I don't really like that no so no much, no no so. I know no you're a very reputable tour guide I know that <laughs> I know that well what I'll do is in the episode notes for this well I'll get the, the yeah. links and I'll put the hyperlinks in okay. so people Thank can click, click yeah, on that yeah, yeah. so um how do you think that um the pandemic's affected Luca it affects uh, a lot I think uh and I've been uh, also thinking that probably um, I will tell even during my tour they will this will become a subject uh, not just now but even during uh, the tour I've realized that uh, the few tours that I've been doing now that uh, I'm saying to people oh you know this during uh, the lockdown was like this or this uh, during the lockdown felt like this for example I will never forget uh, you know that uh, the walls were closed and I think it was uh, I can't you know believe that I lived in that time in that historical time you know uh, it's probably something you cannot say like you know during a war but anyway it affected so much that I think it'll be a memory uh, forever I've forgotten because I I think I was here when the when the when it, when it was relaxed last year in both mm-hmm. the UK and, and Italy so I think I was here July August for about a month and um I remember speaking to you then and I, I was shocked that yeah. the, walls, the walls were, were closed. closed because it's so out, you know, it's, it's the fresh air and you're outside. Yeah, and then I think, you know, not just because I'm, I like to run, but it's such a place where uh, it's part really of the daily routine of local people exactly. to go on the walls. Mm. We spend, it's so much part of our identity mm. then, uh, you know, and I think uh, historically, really, there's never been a time uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, when the walls were closed uh, so it was a real shock I thought you know mm-hmm. no, the mayor is praise gone crazy I mean uh, at the same time then I think that the city's been affected because uh, uh, still now we haven't got so many tourists for example and uh, maybe some people have realized that they need tourists uh, mm-hmm. to make life to make money mm-hmm. to earn mm-hmm. even though that they were thinking or oh, I'm fine with the locals uh, mm. instead uh, yeah they had to rethink what they are doing uh, and how they are offering or you know how they are approaching also customers mm. uh, because we need a little bit of both uh, yeah. uh, we need locals but at the same time the city uh, it's 
you know, it's a sort of touristic city for for about 20, 25 years. Mm. So uh, I guess uh, it's still unknown, but it's still not that secret uh, mm. anymore. Mm. So, and there've been uh, like restaurants or bars or places which you could see from far distance that they are just for tourists. Yeah. And so those, uh, now they have to readjust uh, mm-hmm. and maybe to attract uh, the locals as well if they want to keep, you know, surviving and uh, well, making the, money. The beauty of, of um, being in Italy and being in Luca as well is because a lot of it, a lot of the socialising can be done outside. <laughs> so that, that's helped. I think that's helped because in the, yeah. in the UK it's hit and miss. We can put tables outside. Yeah. But I mean, I know at the moment they've been having rain every day, so you don't really want to sit outside in the rain, no. wrapped up, no, no, eating no, no, and drinking. No, no. You know, no, it's no, not. No. So it does lend itself to that, which is um, which is a really good thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I think in, you know it affected also because it was a good time for people to rethink about the tourism we want to have in the city, mm-hmm. what kind mm-hmm. of tourists we want to invest on and promote, how to promote better, mm-hmm. you know, the city and not just the city, but also the surroundings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to attract and to invite people to spend more time mm-hmm. instead of maybe one night or two nights and then mm-hmm. just leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Well, I've always thought, I think I mentioned it to you before the podcast mm-hmm. as well, um, I do find there are a proportion of people that come to Italy and they actually um, stay in Florence and have a day trip to Luca. Yeah. And really, I think the other way around... I think the other way around worked better, but, you know, <laughs> maybe it's my... <laughs> well, no, no, because, I mean, maybe you could say you're biased, but, I mean, and I love Luca, but, I, I mean, I also love Florence, but mm-hmm. I think you've got the vibrancy of, of the city of Luca. Yeah. So you've got everything that a city has. Yeah. But you've also got the community spirit that's there as yeah, well yeah whereas that's... when you're in Florence it has that feel of um there isn't that personal feel so no you've got the, I mean you've got I mean the, the the monuments and the you know like the Duomo and you know they're absolutely amazing stunning all the museums that you fit say yeah I think it's really unique Luca in what, mm-hmm. it's, in what it's got it's got everything but on a smaller scale yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. it's got everything on a smaller scale so I would suggest you know to families to come to Luca mm-hmm. because uh, they can find uh, a safer place uh, to you know mm-hmm. spend time with their kids uh, mm-hmm. and places where they can go and usually it's definitely less crowded than Florence mm-hmm. it is. um also, how can I say it's safer? You know, I never almost had to say to people, oh, watch your purse, exactly. uh, be mm. careful of where you go, because most of the city, it's fine. Uh, sometimes I also leave my bike unlocked. Uh, yes. I mean, mine, it's an old rusty bike <laughs> that nobody would take. But anyway, it's not a problem. So, no. But the thing is, it's also if you've been doing a day where you've been really busy, say yeah. sightseeing or you know, visiting, you know, like say um, the Gunigi Tower or yeah. in Luca, you've got the small the small parks. Yeah, you've got small parks, uh, you've got the walls where you can rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then again, uh, even if you, you know, go to outside of the city to see Florence or Pisa or like Voltaire or San Gimignano, when you come back, especially in summer in Luca, there are so many events like the cinema or like the concert so it's still entertaining mm-hmm. and simply it's also to see the Lucchese people strolling around exactly, exactly. Uh, because we, as you were saying, we live a lot of, you know we spend so much time outside mm-hmm. Uh, at night in summer so we go out with friends uh, and so it's lively the city so. it is lively and you, but you've got your moment you've got your places and your moments of tranquility yeah so if you are thinking oh you can get by a gelato you can go and sit on the walls and you can just take half an hour you can read a book exactly. and it's really really tra- tranquil but then you can go back to the hustle and bustle yeah. and you choose you can yeah. dip in and dip out yeah, 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 and yeah. what I absolutely love I, when I'm here um, I do fall into the um, the, the the Lucchese way of life, I think, <laughs> might correct me. Well, I sort of I tend to get up early and do a, yeah. a run or yoga as you yeah. do in in the morning on the walls, and then uh, I will have um, a, a rest in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and then I'll um, 
go out in the evening and there's the open air cinema. Yeah. Which is which is beautiful. Um, but the shops are open till the about sh- eight o'clock, aren't they? Yeah, then uh, even uh, this year, but also the past years in July, Thursday, it's considered like late night shopping. So some of the store, they reopen between nine, uh, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. So, I don't know how much really people are seriously buying, but it's an excuse, uh, you know, to be out and walk and, you know, browse the windows and maybe, as you were saying, having a gelato or sitting down for a drink. Uh, so, yeah, the city is full of people on Thursday night. It's as wonderful, well. yeah. isn't it? It's, a, yeah. it's, it's, it's the real excitement on a Thursday yeah, night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or uh, during the weekend as well, uh, we tend to, you know, meet for... I think since, I mean, from Wednesday, Thursday, you see more people outside, uh, even after work, uh, mm-hmm. because days are long, so there's a lot of light till almost 10 o'clock, so mm-hmm. people meet for an aperitivo, mm-hmm. and we just sit and uh, chat. That's right, yes, yeah, and you can move from bar to bar. From bar to bar, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Grab, uh, grab a slice of pizza, grab a yeah. gelato, it's just wonderful, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you start to say, oh, let's go and see who is in San Michele, let's go and see who is on exactly. the walls. So, yeah. that's, I mean, there's not that entertainment maybe that really young people need, like disco clubs. Mm-hmm. But anyway, if you just want to, you know, be out and do people watching. Or... Well, you do see there are, you know, the young people do meet. They meet yeah. on the walls and there's yeah. certain areas. There are certain areas. Well, different age groups. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even for aperitivo, there are different spots in the city. And depending on what you like, uh, or as you were saying, uh, your age, uh, you meet here or there. So, Well, there's a really quirky, I don't know if it's, it's still there, but um, it's at the bottom of Via Filungo and near... Um, Via del, is it Via della Zecca? What's it? Sì, sì, yeah. por, Porta de Borghi. So. Porta, yeah. Porta, near, por, near Porta Santa Maria, Porta de Borghi. That's the one. But there's a shop that's a bike shop during the day, yeah. and, it, and then at night time it turns into a bar. Yeah, there are like two, there are like three bars in, but it's really a small, small, small area. Yeah. And there, it's usually people they meet around the 7, 7.30, because we tend to go later for for dinner. And there, I mean, uh, I'm always afraid to tell people go there for aperitivo because actually there's not really much to see no. uh, because you can just see young people of look around their 30s, 40s, so a little bit, uh, you know, older, and they just randomly get there, have a beer, and they meet and they chat in the middle of the street. So there's no music, uh, but just chatting. So, But I don't know how it worked. Like, <laughs> It is, but I think it's the... I think because it's so typically Luca and it's so, um, it's the atmosphere, I think, yeah. rather than anything specific, as you said. Yeah, so sometimes I go there, even if I know that, you know, if I, even if I'm on my own, because I know that there I'll meet someone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or maybe uh, I know that, uh, oh, I'll tell to my friends, uh, we see each other later at Chiclo, just because, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you might go there, so... <laughs> So that brings me on now to my quick fire questions. So, Paula, uh, which is your favourite restaurant? <laughs> you can have more than one. You don't have to. It's a very one. tough question because uh, I think there are too many. And so maybe for a couple of months, uh, I'm, uh, you know, set on that restaurants and then uh, I keep changing my mind. Uh, what a thing. It's nice that they are having such a big choice and range. Mm-hmm. Really, there's a something for every budget or occasion you want to celebrate. Because for my birthday or uh, if, you know, I want to celebrate something uh, important, I like to go to Giglio. But, yes. you know... Once they've become, uh, they got the Michelin star to now, I'm like, huh, it's <laughs> expensive. too expensive. It's expensive. Uh, so it's like a treat. Yes, a special treat. Okay, a special treat. Then, usually with my friends, uh, that's the typical Saturday hangout. It's pizza at Maromeo. Okay. <laughs> yes. It's not a great pizza, but we just like, you know, because we know that if we go there and it's late, uh, they serve us pizza and they yeah. don't complain. No, no. <laughs> And uh, then uh, I like Osteria del Manzo. 
Oh, really? Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's very difficult to recommend restaurant because I think, you know, once you are Italian, when you go out, at least for me, we try to uh, find places that they make, yes, Italian cuisine, but not really the traditional homemade uh, cuisine because yeah. maybe we've got our, you know, mom at home yes. that makes things better. So, are you... <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good point. I have a thought. Yeah. That, yeah. For example, you know, tortelli or ravioli. Yeah. I like to, you know, if I can have it good at home, so I don't really fancy to have no, that at the restaurant. So I want to have something different at the restaurant, mm-hmm. something that I cannot prepare myself at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 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 good point, yeah. And what about your favourite pasticceria? Uh, pasticceria, uh, you know, you should know my... Uh, Aunt and uncle, oh. they had a pasticceria in Bagni di Lucca many, many years ago. Really? No, I so I grew up with the smell of pastries. Oh. And I remember that when I was like in middle school, at the end of school, I went to, or maybe early in the morning before going to school, I was passing uh, to the pasticceria to get my merenda, to get my snack yes. for the morning. Yes. So uh, my my uncle, he was a good pastry man. He could make beautiful wedding oh. cakes, uh, uh, you know, with all the decorations wow. uh, and fruit cakes. Uh, uh, so I'm a little bit picky on that because, you know... Imagine <laughs> you've had the best, haven't you? I've had the best. I've never been so, how can I say, like a sweet tooth, like mm. really greedy. But I like to, anyway, a cake at the end. Um, I like particularly uh, chocolate, uh, but I think the in Luca you can find very good traditional pasticceria like Pinelli yes. or like Tadeucci. Uh, each one has got their, you know, best yes. pastry. Yes. Or Dianda is also very nice. I don't uh, know if I've tried any of them. Yeah. They are mainly <laughs> then there are other new pasticceria outside the walls. They're mm. really good too. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And what about gelateria? Oh, gelateria, yeah. <laughs> so, first of all, I think uh, you've got to know that we eat ice cream just in summer. So, all the ice cream are closed for winter. But, again, I cannot just say one, because if I fancy uh, an ice cream uh, with fruit, so I would say the historical Veneta. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Instead, uh, more like uh, a modern ice cream, like soft, creamy mm-hmm. opera. Oh, cranberry opera, cranberry opera. opera, and they make really nice dessert as well. Okay. And then the coltelli, it's also one of my favorite, both for the more like nutty flavors, like almond yes. or you know chocolate, and also I think they make a very good granita. Oh, right, yes, and that's really refreshing. In yeah, hot, yeah. Hot, hot, hot months, isn't it? It's funny, isn't it? Because people think of fine wines and all the different ones in Italy. It's the same for the ice cream, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So you would go to different places. To different places, yeah, 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 yeah. Depending, you know, what kind of ice cream, what kind of flavour you like to have at that time or anyway you're just uh, uh, you know maybe you are close to one uh, gelateria and you stop there but uh, it's very uh, difficult to say that's the best you know because maybe Mm. they are good for some flavors and not so great for others I suppose it's sort of saying about uh, the difference between a red wine and a white wine yeah yeah (laughs) so yeah it's the same sort of thing isn't it yeah, but that's the same sort of thing also for pizza. You know, we always ask, what kind of pizza do you like? Do you like thin and crispy? Do you like, you know, more like a Neapolitan style pizza? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. People, people listening that, that that haven't visited before, they'll think we're mad talking about yeah. the connoisseur, the could be a connoisseur of, of, of yeah, gelato, yeah, yeah. won't they? I know, I know. So that brings me on to what's your favorite Italian word or phrase? Ah, I don't know really. What can be my favorite word? Oh, yeah, I know. I know. It's something that I've always tried to explain, which is prego. 
Okay. Everywhere <laughs> I pray go. Yeah, because people ask me, "What do you say, prego?" Somebody say, "We say prego for many things." Okay. So to say you're welcome, or anyway, you know, never mind. But also think that it's very kind when you are at the bar and they serve you something. So the waiter would say prego. It's just like you know, offering. So oh, like here you are. Yeah, here you are. Yeah, here yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or maybe um, if you ask me, can I ask you something? I say, prego. Like, you uh-huh. know, sure, of course. So yeah. I'm listening to you. So. Yes. All right. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I haven't grasped There are so many different, you know, mm-hmm. nuances of this prego that we use it so much. So much. Yeah. That, no, that's interesting because I've had it like when I've been in a, 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 a cafe or a restaurant and they brought my meal and I've said, oh, thank you. Well, grazie. Mm-hmm. And they said, prego. And it's like, you're welcome. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. So it's got more, more, more meanings. Now, you are the ideal person now to ask so this is the recommendation stage yeah so um if somebody was um said to you i'm coming to luca for a day what should i see do visit what sort of itinerary or what sort of things so like you can't you, you can't come to luca for a day and not do see visit uh first of all i will i always say the walls the walls the walls yeah the walls uh, just but not simply i mean if you are sh- running short of time you can just uh, climb the walls I mean and go up but if instead uh, I would maybe sacrifice a church (laughs) to instead do a little bit walk uh, on the walls Uh, I just I just need to add a little thing there because you you just said climb the walls and I know exactly what you mean but I don't want listeners to think that you have to put a harness no 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 no. there are steps up you know all around the walls yeah 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 various points ramps and steps you don't have to put on a harness no 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 so I know what you mean but I just think I need to explain that no they're very easy paths yeah you know it's a road uh, that you can go up on the wall yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. and so somebody said that they were coming for a week that would give them a bit more time yeah for a week they'll give more time so uh definitely maybe a vineyard or anyway a villa in the countryside like yeah. Villa Reale the one we visited because they've got huge gardens mm-hmm. or if uh, you know mm, people can hire a car or a driver so the Garfagnana area mm-hmm. it's uh, so beautiful too and then uh, in half an hour by train you can reach the beach so via Joe and yes. uh, yeah it's not maybe such a great you know sea uh, but I like it so yeah. sometimes uh, being so close you know if you just want to spend a uh, time uh, you know a few hours uh, like taking some some bathing uh, it's great I think mm. uh, yeah well power it's been an absolute joy speaking to you. i was really excited and you haven't disappointed <laughs> and i'm going to definitely try out some of your recommendations i'm going okay. to look them up yeah yes. and then, you know so and I then will. when i'll improvise another tour i'll call you <laughs> <laughs> okay thanks so much thanks, thank power. you grazie. <laughs> grazie thanks so much to paula i'm blown away by how much we packed into that episode to learn about luca from a local's perspective is a real joy Who'd have known that there was so much to learn about the flavours of gelato? And what a privilege to have a behind-the-scenes insight into the work of a tour guide. Paola gave us lots of recommendations, which you can find in the episode notes. And if you haven't already done so, please do hit the subscribe button, as there is another exciting episode coming soon. So, until next time, adopo. Adopo.